You're listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Let's get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. We're bringing the Junior Hereford Show to you here in College Station, and I've got a very special guest on the line today. Riley, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Riley Barber. I am currently the Assistant Director of Shows and Events and Youth for the American Maine on Jew Association and a proud past NJJ board member. Well, we're super happy to have you here in the... Um, this one's pretty partial to me. This is the first family member I've gotten to interview on the podcast, so right, I'm very very fortunate to be cousins with. But uh, with that being said, I'm super excited to be here in College Station this week at YBIC. Riley, tell us, just give us a brief interview overview, excuse me, of YBIC and, and kind of what we're doing here this weekend. Absolutely. So YBIC stands for the Youth Beef Industry Congress. And basically what it is, is it's a conference that happens every two years um, and we rotate the location around the country. And so what we do with the conference is we bring all of the Junior Beef Breed Association's uh, Junior Board of Directors together. Um, so, you know, we have representation from over 15 different breed associations this week, you know, from Angus, Hereford, Maine, Key, Brahman, Beefmaster, so on and so forth. All of their Junior Board of Directors come to town and we work on education, networking, leadership, um, and so many more opportunities. And so basically what the conference is, is a chance for the junior boards to get together and advance their education of the beef industry as a whole, but also to collaborate and get together and figure out, you know, this is what you're doing, this is what I'm doing, this is how we can work together to advance um, the beef industry and what we're trying to do in a junior um, junior beef breed organization. And so basically the conference um, is a great place to network, it's a great place to learn, um, but most importantly, it's a great place to meet people, make connections, and have a little bit of fun on the side. Absolutely. I know a lot of people had a lot of fun this week just being able to meet so many new people and, and experience those relationships. And um, I'm sure you touched on it briefly there, um, and I'm sure you're going to say it again, but the networking aspect of this conference has been incredible. Um, give us just a brief overview of the week, um, you know, kind of what we did, and, and you know, you, obviously your role was planning the conference and, and what you were trying to schedule for us to learn about. Sure. So the 2022 conference was hosted by myself and Morgan Thomas at the American Brahmin Association. And so we were very fortunate to get asked in early 2021 to kind of host and plan this conference. Um, and so, you know, Morgan and I take it as a great honor that we were able to do this and bring it to Texas A&M where we are both um, graduate or undergraduate students. So um, that was really special to us. But basically what we did throughout the week is we toured places like ST Genetics and learned about their research in agriculture and how what they're doing is on the forefront of the beef industry and how their operation works. We also toured Collier Farms, which is the, one of the premier beef master operations in the United States and kind of got to do a little bit of talking about real world ranching. And then from there, we went to 44 Farms, who... Um, you know, as a very big leader in the Angus breed and then also in the retail market of marketing their beef product to consumers. And so we got to tour there and also hear from some of their marketing people um, about their operation and have a marketing panel there. And then we also did many things on the Texas A&M campus since we're here in College Station um, and got to tour their Hildebrand Equine Center facility as well as use their Clayburg Animal Science building. So, you know, from 
start to finish, we had jam-packed tours full of educational stuff about, you know, what where the research is in the beef industry, what's going on, what's coming down the pipeline, what's on the forefront. But then also it, we wanted to give the participants a chance to network and get to know some of the industry leaders from this part of the world um, and give them a chance to, you know, throw out those questions that you want to know that you can use going forward. This conference is really about, um, you know, shaping these future agricultural agriculturalists to be advocates for the beef industry to advance their education to teach them how to be good advocates for agriculture um, and so i think that this week or this weekend the conference did a great job of you know showing each participant there's different avenues you know you don't have to go into um a social media manager you could go into being a communication specialist for different ad companies um, and be in marketing you can go on and advocate for agriculture you know just by sharing one simple social media post every day and it doesn't have to be you know a big long um, three-page facebook post it could be one sentence or one fact and so on and so forth so the conference this year was truly special to morgan and myself getting to bring it to a&m um, and see all of the junior participants um, get to see our alma mater and then, um, you know, learn about the beef industry too. Yeah, when I when I got the, the secret shared with me that you were maybe planning this conference, it was no surprise that we were going to end up at A&M. So, um, no, but our junior board had a great time. And, and, and everything you just listed there, um, you know, we talked last night, and, and I truly don't think, you know, every attendee at this conference had seen all of that before. Like, everyone took something away from this conference. Um you know, there was a unique experience in there for every single person. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, just in terms of you planning it, some of the most rewarding stuff for you and Morgan to see this week and kind of what came about from YBIC. Sure. So I think at the end of the day, the most rewarding thing for Morgan and I is to see um, all of the different junior leaders interact. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we wanted to happen most is we want to give y'all an opportunity to network and intermingle with one another and really sit down and have the conversations and get to know each other. Um, and that's, at the end of the day, that's that's the goal. And that's the most rewarding thing about the conference. Of course, we want you to take away, you know, some educational things. And we want you to meet with our speakers on some industry things. But, at the, but the most important thing to us um, was having y'all really succeed and go forward you know the sitting yesterday in clayburg 113 we had all of the junior boards sitting in there and morgan and i looked up and to realize that we are standing in front of the future of agriculture and the future of the beef industry right there you know there's going to be some pretty special people come out of that room and that's rewarding to us to be able to play a small part and hope that you know we could teach them something that they can take on into their future careers definitely um was, was rewarding and just kind of a unique feeling to be sitting in that room yesterday as well and and I think part of the cool part about this conference is uh or at least for me coming here knowing that you planned it was um was that you got to be in our shoes a couple of years ago um talk a little bit uh, you know just very briefly here about your your history on the NJHA board um and then we can jump into maybe what you learned at YBIC and and what you took away from it absolutely so I would have been on the NJHA board of directors from 2017 to 2020 and my first YBAC conference was in 2018 in Ohio, and we got to visit places like Certified Angus Beef and Weaver Leather Livestock I mean, kind of see their operations. And each YBAC has a certain theme that we kind of try to keep it tied into. And 2018 was um, a little bit of um, marketing yourself, but also um, 
how do you market your product business whatever that might be and so going from that you know i was just a sophomore in college at that point um you know going to see all the different junior breed association what and what else was out there you know certified angus beef obviously um, was very cool to see and how they're going about their retail and marketing plans and stuff like that and so from that perspective i took a lot of I took a lot of things away from the 2018 YBIC that I went to, whether it was meeting people or um, listening to speakers or, um, you know, just the different marketing things that they taught me that I could use um, in my career. And so when I got the call to plan the 2022 conference, you know, at first I was very hesitant. You know, I'm like, I've only ever been to one YBIC. I was supposed to attend the 2021, and it obviously got canceled. So I was like, I've only been to one. I haven't been in my um, youth director's shoes very long, but they felt that, you know, a young, new look might be a good um, thing for this conference. And so I gladly accepted, um, and then I called Morgan to help me host this. And so throughout our time doing this, the YBIC experience that we knew we wanted to provide was you know, networking, industry, and education. What could we do and what could we, um, you know, use as our theme for these um, junior participants? And so ultimately what we came up with is agriculture advocacy. Such an important thing in today's society with so many um, of the public being uneducated about agriculture and what's going on. So that was the focus around this conference um, and that's kind of what we hoped everyone took away. Absolutely. Our, our junior board definitely took, took some of those key pillars away. Um, I mentioned to you earlier um, when we were talking, uh, none, none of our board, uh, probably no, no board members here had ever been to a YBIC, and that's not usually the case. Um, you know, COVID, thank you, COVID, for that. But um, everyone was, was super curious heading into the week, and I think they all left super satisfied. So, um, you know, talk as we, you know, kind of get close to finishing up here, talk a little bit about just – you know, the, the value that you see from the YBI conference that you attended and and in this conference and what it's going to do for, you know, the junior board, the leaders of tomorrow, and what you hope the ultimate impact of this conference will be. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I mentioned that Morgan and I were sitting there yesterday looking at all the participants, and, you know, we noted there's going to be some really cool future leaders sitting in this room next to you. And so we wanted to give them, um, you know, something that they didn't know, something that they could use going forward, whether, you know, it's you're the next Secretary of Agriculture or whether you're the next President of the United States or you're an ag teacher. We wanted everyone to have something that they could take away. And so with the agriculture advocacy mes- message, we brought in speakers that have not been in agriculture their whole life and how they can market to agriculturalists. We brought in a um, young lady that is actually younger than I am, and she started a business in her bedroom in college, and she's grown it to almost a million dollars in sales this last year, um, and what just one simple fact and one simple message can mean. So, you know, taking all of that, you know, we wanted to provide an experience that everyone in the room could relate to at some point and take something away to move forward in their career. Um, You know, from my perspective from 2018, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do at that point. I knew I really liked being involved in the Junior Breed Association. I knew I really liked um, working with youth and agriculture. And so that's kind of how that led me down that career path. And many of the um, contacts I made attending that conference, many of the skills I learned, many of the... um, 
leadership skills that I also learned that week led me into my job as a youth director for different breed associations and how, you know, that really shaped my life because you don't realize what you're truly what you're taking away until you need to apply it to something. And so, um, you know, I never would have thought that the icebreakers that I did at YBIC, I would be using four years later with my own junior board to try and get them um, to interact and to mingle with other people. So, I mean, put all together, um, you know, what I learned from that and how that transitioned to my career, that's basically what we wanted to provide for these participants. Um, and I think, you know, there's always an opportunity to advocate for agriculture, no matter what field you're going into, whether you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, or stay somewhere in ag. Um, it's important to get that message across. So we felt that that was applicable across all um, all situations. And so that was the main goal for our conference. I think you definitely accomplished those goals. And, and just talking with our whole board, we, we all really enjoyed it. Riley, thank you for being on today. We, I, I know you're busy and you had a, you've had quite the weekend, but I think our listeners are really going to enjoy hearing from you about YBIC. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, you know, all this stuff we do isn't, isn't possible without our sponsors. And then you're going to hear from a very special guest for part two of this podcast. Thanks for having me, Noah. Matt Copeland on the line here today with us for our, our sponsorship advertisement here. Uh, Matt, super happy to have you today. And uh, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself and your operation? Well, perfect. Thanks for having me on here, Noah. It's uh, always an honor and privilege to get to get to talk to the Hereford breed. Any chance that you get the opportunity to a uh, little bit about ourselves. Uh, you know, uh, we're a family operation. We've been in business since 1943. Um, you know, it's me and my mom, uh, me and my dad and my mom, and then my uh, wife, Alyssa, and my daughter, daughter Callie, and we'll be the, she'll be the sixth generation on this ranch. So we're very happy and thankful and fortunate that we can keep a program in business that long. Uh, it gets tougher and tougher every year to seem like that family operations get to stay together. So we're pretty excited and fortunate to get to do that. Um, a little bit about our deal. Uh, we'll run about 275 registered Hereford cows. And then what a lot of people don't know is that we run about 350 straight commercial Hereford cows. And since 1943, we've never bought a bull put on those cows. We've retained sons out of our registered operation and put on those commercial cows. And so there in tune, we're seeing what our bulls that we sell out of our genetics do in the real commercial industry. And it's really made a big, a big swing for us. Um, if, if, you know, if our cattle are performing and doing good in our conditions under, under that kind of environment, we know they're doing the same for our bull customers. And so that's really helped a lot, I think, in terms of keeping us in check with the real world. And uh, then also, you know, we, we hit the show ring pretty hard as, most people know we've had numerous national champions over the last 10 years uh, have a show heifer sale in the fall and our bull sales obviously in the spring and then we do semen and embryo sales throughout the year and uh, we just try to raise stuff a little bit about our program we just try to raise cattle that fit any avenue that that you have from the bull customer side of things if he wants cavities and carcass we have those bulls if you want big stout power bulls with lots of performance and growth we have those bulls as well and so we try to do that on the show heifer side of things too you know we'll sell 
we'll sell different age females to fit what anybody might want to do, you know, from spring yearlings to summers uh, and try to make it that way. A uh, general rule of thumb that a lot of people don't know about our deal on the show heifer side, um, the show heifers that we sell are very, very best replacement heifers that we think. And if they don't, if we truly don't think that they can go into somebody else's program and make them a donor cow, we don't offer these females because these kids are spending a lot of money these days on these Hereford show heifers and they need return investment. And it, it truly is very, very humbling and a big thrill for us when we can see those kids bred and owned maybe even do better than the heifers they bought for us because in turn that's the true goal you're buying these things yeah it's nice to hang a banner and you want to win one but at the end of the day you need a cow and you need a functional cow that'll last you a long time that'll have good feet good udder good feet placement you know have some chest width to them be big stout and burly and they can raise that next show heifer for them or in turn uh, raise good bulls for them to sell and market on their own. So that's a little bit about about our cow herd. You know, we, we try really hard. We're focused on the mother cow. Um, we have to in our tough environment. And we focus on pounds of calf and then we focus on the show ring to make them the best that we can to fit that avenue. And I, I think that speaks volumes for our program as you know, me and my wife, we're the only second couple ever married couple to be herdsmen's of the year. So obviously the rest of the Hereford breed thinks we're, we're taking steps in the right direction to make that happen. And, you know, we just try to make cattle that fit any avenue and make the breed better. Awesome, Matt. Well, it, it's, um, it's cool to hear about your program again, like I said, and um, it, it's even cooler for us to see how much you support the NJHA, especially with your calendar ad, like we were talking about before, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit as we round out here why uh, why you chose to support the NJHA. Oh well, the NJHA is one of the elite programs in the in the whole country. Uh, I I can't say enough good about it. I mean, I obviously I'm gonna be a little bit biased because I grew up in it. You know, I I did it, and you know, we had lots of people support us. But back when I showed. You know, we got a few cool awards and stuff, but you mostly just got the bragging rights. Nowadays, you guys get these awesome awards and it's due to the to the sponsorships and the people that that uh, that help put this together and stuff. You know, I mean, there's just a lot more people that come together to, to do more cool sponsorships and they have neater awards nowadays. And it's, it's really neat, but I mean, the real reason that we support it is, uh, Hey man, everybody talks about making investments, whether it's in cattle or gold or oil or anything like that. You always hear all over the world, you need to make smart and good investments. Well, to me, you guys are the future of not only the Hereford breed, but agriculture. And so what better way to make an investment than with our future? and with you guys. And honestly, I, I think it's a no brainer to support the Junior Association because uh, you guys are tomorrow's leaders. Well, Matt, thank you. And uh, you guys sure are making a difference in, in helping the NJHA and our juniors. Matt, thank you for being on today and telling us a little bit about your program. 
Hey, thank you guys for having me. Um, good luck to all you juniors listening in at Junior Nationals and your state fair and fall runs and safe travels and look forward to seeing everybody here in Louisville. Okay, everybody, this is this uh, special guest that I alluded to earlier when I was talking to Riley, Mr. Tar Tut. Tar, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm special, but my name is Tar Tut from Fairbolt, Minnesota. Currently a junior here at Texas A&M University studying agriculture communications and journalism. I'm a part of the livestock judging team and uh, a director in the National Junior Herbert Association Board of Directors. Yes, Tar, super, super happy to have you on the board. And going to kind of follow up what Riley told you in the first half of this podcast. Um, you know, we're here to talk about YBIC and give our, our listeners a little bit of a glimpse of, you know, some of your favorite parts of the this trip to College Station and, and what you really took away from I guess it wasn't really a trip for you, but uh, a trip across the block. But, um, you know, Riley gave us a pretty good overview in part part one of this podcast. Talk a little bit about some of your favorite parts from each day of this conference and maybe what you took away from them. Uh, so obviously, I was really excited to have uh, my junior board here in College Station. Just just to have them see uh, what what my college town is like, and just have them experience uh, the town of College Station and what Texas A and M is all about. Um, but past that, on our first day, uh, which was Thursday, um, I thought uh, the highlight of that trip was getting the opportunity to go to uh, ST Genetics. Um, you know, not not having been raised. Uh, in the agriculture industry or even the show cattle industry as a whole um, in uh, getting to learn about uh, IVF and conventional flushing and what a bull stud is like and how it's ran and um, how they do sex semen. I thought it was very interesting because uh, uh, I've just always been intrigued by that and how, how people just uh, are able to make their breeding decisions back home based on what goes on uh, at, at labs like ST and uh, getting a behind-the-scenes look at all that I thought was very interesting and very fascinating and uh, just gave me a whole lot more insight on, on what goes on uh, behind behind the scenes, obviously, and uh, just learning more uh, because uh, I, I, I'm very interested and intrigued by that. Um, and then that night uh, we had the opportunity to go to the Hildebrand Equine Center and uh, – Got to meet with Dr. Skaggs and Dr. Tori Lineman, uh, Billy Zanellini, and Dottie Gable, and uh, I thought that panel was really cool. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of Texas A&M University, and uh, I think Dr. Skaggs did a tremendous job at uh, breaking down what this university has to offer, and uh, hopefully, we can get some some people from from other states to come down here or even at other senior colleges wherever they may be uh, to get their bachelor's here or master's or even PhD um, because uh, like I said Dr. Skaggs is someone uh, that, that a lot of people look up to and uh, I think his informational breakdown about Texas A&M University was uh, very vital and very informational. Uh, then on Friday uh, a highlight of that day was I personally liked the, the, the 44 Farms Tour. Um, that's a huge operation in Cameron, Texas, and um, their, their Pride of Pursuit program, uh, beef program that they have with Walmart, um, I think is very, very interesting. And uh, the, the way they, they market themselves, I think, is so important. 
in uh, in just being advocates for the agriculture industry and the beef industry as a whole. And then we also had a panel that day um, with uh, with a couple people. Uh, we had Cody Neal, um, Joellen Rathman, J.D. Hopkins, and a couple others. And uh, I, I thought that was very informational to just learn about their stories and what they do uh, today as uh, as leaders in our industry to make a uh, to, to be to, to be advocates for agriculture and uh, how how they got to where they are essentially. So uh, that that panel is really cool. And then on Saturday, uh, we had the opportunity to go uh, to the Texas A&M University campus and learn just a little bit more and have breakout sessions on essentially how to be a better leader and uh, better yourself. Awesome. Well, uh, it, for me, kind of running through here, Tar, Tar left out a, a key point here and part of the reason we wanted to get him in on the podcast today. You know, you bring a lot of great minds together when you bring all the junior boards um, together. But one thing that does happen is all the people in the in their colored shirts, whether it be Angus, Herford, you know, Semital, who, whatever breed it may be, um, they tend to stick with their, you know, their respected boards. And when you get on the bus, that doesn't make for a very, very fun bus ride. And, um, you know, the individual sit here sitting across the table from, from me decided he was going to change that. Tar, talk a little bit about bus 908 and, and what you tried to accomplish there that, that first afternoon on the bus. Uh, some people probably won't believe me, but uh, growing up, I was like a very introverted kid. And like, I tried to... Uh, I guess stay to myself, which I kind of am today. Um, uh, but I, I really enjoy meeting new people, and um, I like other people meeting new people. So um, the first day on the bus, uh, on our way to ST, uh, it was almost like a click. All the junior boards were you were you sat with your board and you didn't sit next to anybody else, and I was just like, okay, this is kind of boring because at Faces of Leadership this past summer, um, <laughs> I had the fun bus to no surprise, um, but. Um, it, it was just it, just another thing to make that event uh, more enjoyable for everyone attending it. And uh, before everyone got back on the bus, uh, after our last stop, um, I, I told everyone, you're going to sit next to someone you don't know, someone that's not on your board, and uh, introduce yourself and meet yourself and or, or meet them and uh, just have a conversation with them because uh, towards the end of our conference yesterday, uh, Riley and Morgan were, uh, you know, hammering down on us saying like, it's, it's okay to meet new people because some of these people might be your bosses later on down the road. So, uh, you know, that very first interaction you have with them, uh, could be wherever. Um, so, uh, I just thought it was very important just to, just to make those connections and network with other people from different boards and all over the country. Uh, just because you never know when you might need them. Uh, say you're traveling down the road and you have a flat tire, you know, you can meet somebody, somebody you've met from uh, YBIC, could live in Kansas, you, your car breaks down, you know, just call them and uh, ask them for help. Uh, and they're more likely to help you because, you know, you you guys had a meaningful interactive conversation at YBIC and, you know, you went out of your way to talk to them. So, I don't know, I just think, uh, networking and uh, essentially building your brand um, is very, very important and uh, just getting out of your comfort zone. I, uh, for for those of you listening out there, this this sounds like a, a 
maybe a silly topic to talk about the bus ride, but um, I, I really wanted Tar to talk about that because if you're at if you're at a leadership conference and you have to make three different one hour trips, um, that that's three hours that could be either be really boring or three hours that could be really enjoyable depending on how that bus ride goes. Um, and we've all been there on those bus rides where it's I mean it's like pulling teeth to get anyone to talk. And uh, I, I was super proud of Tar for stepping up and uh, and taking the initiative to to make that happen. Um, you know, like him making me do that, I got to uh, I got to catch up with one of our J and H E ambassadors for the summer and and kind of talk about what she was excited for. So that was really cool. Um, talk about you know maybe one of the favorite conversations you had this weekend with someone, whether it be um, you know a, a another junior board member whether it be one of the speakers we listen to tar tar has his hands in a, in, a, in a lot of different um you know he's he's built a lot of friendships here um and that was easy to see a lot of people wanted to talk to him this weekend but um you know talk about some of those people that you got to talk to and what you took away from it um so i i guess i'll go back to the bus ride um the very first day uh, i sat next to the salir salir junior board uh they had two members from uh from their represented their junior board one from kansas and one from missouri and uh going back to the clickish thing you know they sat next to each other and um it, i guess it was in that moment when i was sitting next to them and saw them they weren't really communicating with anybody else besides just themselves that um i, I kind of reached out and uh started talking to them and uh and i was like okay like th this is when i'm going to take the initiative and I guess essentially have my moment and be, be the cruise director of the bus. Um, but uh, it, it was just very fascinating to, I guess, interact with them because um, they say they had, uh, I think, eight junior board directors and only eight showed up. But um, we, we got to talking about our junior nationals and how we do our planning. And uh, we have about 1,800 head that show at our junior nationals or that are entered in they told us, uh, told me that they only have about 125 that, that show at their junior nationals. So like, uh, j just learning the differences, of from their breed and their junior nationals and how our breed is different from theirs. I thought was just very interesting because, uh, you know, having eight directors with, the uh, junior nationals of only 125, um, I, I thought it was just very intriguing. Tar, as we as we finish up here, what uh, what is the main thing that you want to take away from this conference and apply to your your work on our junior board or in other leadership settings? But our you know, for now, think about our board speci specifically. Uh, my main goal is, uh, I guess, to um, make sure our board is comfortable uh, just reaching out to other people and. Uh, essentially stepping out of their comfort zone and uh, letting them know it's okay to, you know, I guess be yourself and uh, make connections and build your network because, like I said, uh, some of these people you meet at these conferences could potentially be your bosses later on down the road. So I think uh, the sooner you start to build uh, your network uh, and your connections, um, the more doors it starts to open for you later on down the road and um, just, I guess, being a very fun, real, and authentic person uh, to any and everyone you meet. Well, Tara, uh, I'm not sure you had much of a choice this morning, but <laughs> thank you for getting on the podcast and helping us uh, wrap up YBIC here. I think our listeners are, are going to be super grateful to hear from you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll catch you back here next time on the Junior Hereford Show.
You've been listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Make sure to come back next time to learn, lead, and achieve.